Okay, so my name's Parini and I'm here with... Padma Vuha. Kamala Nandi. We're in Adistana. It's a beautiful spring, well, summer almost mm. day. Mm. Sun shining. And we're up in the lovely sitting room lounge that we call the Beams. So we're in the middle of a retreat. So why don't you tell us about the retreat? I'm just a visitor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a pretty, pretty momentous occasion actually. We're on the first ever weekend retreat for the gender diverse Sangha within the Tri Ratna Buddhist community. Great. The gender diverse Sangha. So that's mm. an expression that probably some people who are watching this will wonder what you mean by that. Yeah. Although, in fact, it has, it's pretty topical at the moment. You can mm. hardly turn on, in the UK anyway, you can hardly turn on the radio at the moment without hearing some programme. Mm. Around gender diversity, gender fluidity, non-binary gender identity, but certainly some of the people who are watching and listening to this won't know. So, would one of you like to give us a little brief definition mm. of what that means? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, most people's experience, education of what people are like, uh, is very much well. There are women and there are men, and that's it. Mm. Um, and you know for quite a lot of people that is the case uh, but there's a lot of people for whom it's a lot more complex or diverse mm. or nuanced than that people have an experience of themselves that doesn't slot neatly into being a woman or a man mm. or possibly doesn't slot into that at all mm. and um, within the tree Ratna community things have historically being very set up as very supportive for uh, events and retreats and study for women and for men, mm. separately, single sex yeah. things. Um, but there's there are a growing number of people who are really keen to get involved with the Dharma, but who feel mm. like in order to do that within Tree Ratna, they have to make themselves fit into something that just mm. doesn't, where they, they can't actually be themselves out loud yeah. or they don't, don't feel understood or met. Mm. I'd like to come back to talking about specifically gender diverse issues within Tree Ratna, but first of all, just a little bit more about the, the whole kind of general topic, if yeah. that's okay. Mm. Um, as I was saying at the moment, if you, it's quite a topical theme. Uh, Radio 4 has been, people in Radio 4, which is one of the UK stations, kind of discussion radio stations, there's been quite a few things. Do you think this is a new thing, or is it something that's been present but mm. no actually mm. talked about so easily? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, because a lot of people say, well, where did this all come uh-huh. from? And, and my answer is, just from the research I've done, is that it is nothing new. Mm. Um, if we look at some indigenous communities, mm. um, Native American, Indian, um, Australian Aboriginal, there have been more than, one gen- more than two mm. genders, mm. you know, in some um, Native American communities there's five genders recognised um, and there, there has been language uh, within those communities for those people mm. and because that didn't meet with any conflict with their belief systems it wasn't a problem. Mm. I think you know I think what we're seeing now is an emerging you know in the west and particularly in the UK which is where we're based is an emerging into and more of an openness, more of a breaking open, because I think people feel safer to do that. Mm. 
If you look at the rate of increase in terms of the amount of children accessing gender services within the UK, mm. you know, it's, it's gone 100%, 100% mm. over the last couple of years. So I think people feeling safer mm. and like it's more okay mm. to talk about these when things. When you say gender services? Mm. Gen in, within the UK, we have what are called um, gender identity clinics. Mm. They're run by the NHS. The NHS has been treating trans people mm. for... 30 years at least, or more, yeah. um, uh, 30 or more years, and so the we have seven clinics I think across the UK, and there's one specifically for uh, for under 18s in London as well. Mm. Yeah. So that's for the um, the trans community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And it's been quite a long time that trans issues have been more to the fore, yeah. mm. but this seems to be something a bit different. The gender diverse. Or do you see it as part of the whole? Mm. Is it a you know spectrum? Is it well, a, a world, the same world? Is it? Yeah. Well, as uh, as what what we're trying to support as a group in, mm. in a way is is we see ourselves as meeting two separate but definitely overlapping needs of people because there's mm. definitely there are people who are trans who you know still straightforwardly experience themselves as woman or man and yeah. need support in transitioning within the Buddhist community mm. and that sort of stuff. Uh, and then there's there's the diversity beyond the gender binary, so yeah. people, what's, what's become known as non-binary yeah. genders, uh, non-binary experience, uh, which still culturally, socially, outside of certain traditional cultures is still, a lot of people mm. just don't even recognise mm. the existence mm. of that. Mm. So there's, yeah. there's a kind of added layer of invisibility and lack of support, yeah. and lack of legal recognition, mostly. Mm. Uh -huh. yeah. It's also, it's possible to be trans and non-binary. Mm. Yeah. And it's possible to be non-binary and access support services, say, in the UK, because that's all I know about at the moment, to be, to be able to access support from a medical establishment with that. So even if one chooses not to change gender, not to do a mm. kind of physical gender mm. realignment, there is support for people who want to live in a way that isn't so firmly fixed mm. in their birth gender, for example. Yeah, so so the support services aren't there just to say, okay, you, we know that you're asking for some physical changes yeah. so that your body, you know, looks more how you need it to look. So um, the external and the internal are more. That's right. You know, so they're also understanding that maybe not not everybody wants the same package of treatment. Uh -huh. So, for example, within the trans male community, um, you know, it's quite possible that somebody might ask for what's called top surgery, where um, mm. there, so somebody who was assigned female at birth asks for top surgery, which is basically a double mastectomy, um, but they might choose not to go on the mm. male hormone mm. testosterone mm. as well. Mm. You know, that's all they need to feel mm. comfortable is to is to no longer have a bumpy mm. chest. I mean, <laughs> nothing that makes them so obviously yeah. identifiable. Yeah. So, coming into the retreat mm. that we're uh, talking about at the moment, so that's a retreat for both those inter mm. or overlapping, as you put it, kind of uh, groups. So there are some people here who are trans, yep. and there are some people who identify in as gender non-binary. Yeah. Oh, and some people are both. And some yeah. people are both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm trying to kind of get it yeah. so that people who are listening to this yeah. who are thinking, what, who, where, what, why, yeah. you know, are yeah, just going to yeah. get a bit more of a sense of what. 
Yeah. Or why why are we having this retreat? Why yeah. is it happening? Well, so, you know, some people yeah. are here because they have questions about their experience of gender and they're mm-hmm. trying to explore that with a group of people who are actually supportive of that. Mm. Because, you know, for a lot of people it's quite hard to find sure. Sure. support mm-hmm. in, in the wider yeah. world. Mm. And what we do, which is so lovely, I think why it means a lot to me is it's a meeting of two experiences. You know, that we're all really passionate about the Dharma. Mm. And we're having experiences about our gender that don't fit into societal mm. norms. So we've yeah. got a lovely meeting place there. Mm. And we actually, what we're really focusing on this weekend is using our understanding of the Dharma, our practice, to really support ourselves with mm. these experiences. Because mm. it's possible to feel quite isolated with them. Yeah. But the Dharma is, has got so much to offer us. Mm. So in a way, that's what we're working on this weekend. Mm. Mm. You know. Mm. So, how many people have turned up for the retreat? We've got twenty-one. We have twenty-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time a retreat uh, with this title for mm-hmm. this uh, particular. Um, I'm kind of hesitant to call it group of people because I can see, even just chatting to people here, mm-hmm. that there's a massive diversity mm-hmm. even within yeah. mm-hmm. the, the twenty-one people who are attending yeah. the retreat. Yeah. So, but it's the first time that a retreat of this nature has been held. Yeah, well, it's the in first. Ratna, yeah. It's the first residential retreat ah, because okay. we had a day retreat uh, at the end of last year at the uh, LBC in, in London, yeah. the London yeah. Buddhist Centre. Uh, mm. But yeah, that was just for for a few hours. Mm. Um, so how did people know to come on it? How did it occur? How did it happen? <laughs> is there a bush telegraph? Is there a, well, we're very unique. You see, I, th- I think we're very cutting edge. We're incredibly modern <laughs> because this retreat has come about because of a Facebook group. Mm. So uh, uh, two and a half years ago. Mm, not, no, it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it can't be two and a half It wasn't years. last year. Excuse us, well, we're just arguing Yeah, let's just argue about, about this. Mm, well, you see, it can't no, be two Because last year was Vanti's birthday. So it'd be the year before. So one and a half years. Okay. Yeah, one and a half <laughs> years ago. That's how we sorted that out. One and a half years ago, um, Padma Vuha and I were here at Adishtana on a women's convention, women's order convention. Oh, yeah. And we met somebody uh, called Sal who was working with a cooking team mm. from the LBC. And I immediately spotted that Sal looked like the kind of person that might have something in common with us. Um, they appeared to have a gender identity that didn't fit into a binary norm so we soon all got talking mm. um, I had felt quite concerned that I wanted to support Padma Vuha in what they were experiencing with their transition and becoming more integrated into the women's mm. wing of the order at the time and thinking that I'm sure it's not just us mm. you know mm. at the time actually I, I probably would have described myself as a cis ally so mm. cis meaning identify with the gender I was given at birth, ally, just mean, you know, mm. somebody who's mm. supporting. Um, I had a fairly open idea of gender myself. Um, my own personal history means I've, I've got quite an open idea of what I think gender is. And we started talking and, and we decided that there was probably enough people to start a Facebook group. And we now have, getting on oh. for 250 or yeah, so. Yeah, a bit over. Yeah. Mm. Uh, including mm. a few allies, mm. yeah, over yeah. two hundred fifty people, yeah. Yeah. and that's worldwide, yeah. which is mm. what's been lovely about great. it. So, mm. you could have somebody on completely on their own, mm. over in uh, you know over in a city in India or a city in Australia, but actually, what's been really lovely is we've been able to create this online sangha and have real meaningful connection with one another, support mm. each other, and very much again talking about our experience in the context of our practice in the context of being in Tree Ratna. Mm. 
So it's become a very supportive space. Mm. Um, so in a way, it's it's just very moving to have this weekend where we actually get to meet in person because mm. we've seen a lot of each other's photographs. Yeah. Yeah. We've written yeah. a lot to each other, shared a lot of experiences, mm. but to actually be physically mm. with each other mm. is, is very moving. Yeah. It's very connecting. Mm. So I was actually one of the people that was involved at the start of yes. that Facebook group yeah. as an ally. And um, I remember when we launched it, I think within a week, there were like 80 mm-hmm. members or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember thinking, well, I'm sure there will be quite a few people interested in this, mm-hmm. but it really never occurred to me mm-hmm. that there would be, within a year and a half, there would be 250 people. That's yeah. quite... Yeah. I mean, that's quite something, isn't it? That it's yeah. just grown so kind of fast. Well, and it's quite mm. striking. I, th- I think we, when we first mooted the idea of launching it, we expected, oh, well, the demographic is probably likely to be younger people. Mm-hmm. And da, da, da. But what it's, t- yeah, I think about a fifth of the people are in the order, for example. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's a very broad age range and yeah. gender range and experience yeah. range and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So even here on the retreat, there seems to be quite a broad age range and actually a b- little bit older than I would have expected mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think a lot of the, the reading that I've been doing around the topic tends to f- emphasise and focus a lot on the millennium generation. Mm. Whereas I would guess that a lot, if not most of the people in this event, are probably not from the millennium generation. Mm. They'd probably be a bit older than that, mm. I would guess. Yep. Yeah, Gen X, Y. Yeah, so yeah. I think we've probably got mid twenties up to about sixties, sixties, yeah. yeah. over sixties. Yeah. Which yeah. is great, isn't it? That there's such a kind of mm. wide range. Well, you see, this is the thing as well. I think that actually a lot, you know, it feels like for some people they've been waiting in the wings. Mm. You know, yeah. that although they've had a sense of something about themselves, mm. and now it's more out there. There's a chance for them to go. Oh no, this this is me mm. as well. Mm. I'm mm. part of this actually. Mm. That makes mm. sense mm. to me. Mm. Oh, I always felt I was different. Mm. Or dot yeah. dot dot. You yeah. know. So it's sort of creating a context for that. So I've actually got a few questions that people ask me, mm. which you know I can answer to some extent, but I'd quite like to ask you them if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the questions I'm asked a bit, quite a bit is. As Buddhists, aren't you trying to get beyond identity? So why is there such a fuss about identity? <laughs> so I have my own answer for that. <laughs> satisfies people, but I'd like to hear from you. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'd, I'd, be, I'd be interested to hear more Buddhists trying to answer that question for yeah. themselves anyway, whether they regard themselves as yeah. gender diverse or not. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, People whose experience of gender is outside of what society considers to be you know, normal and expected mm. and can conforms to all that sort of stuff are necessarily way more conscious and aware mm. of that experience of themselves and how it differs from what, mm. what's expected of them. And therefore, there's a lot more thinking and questioning and reflecting goes on uh, and I think for, for a lot of people, because of how society tends to respond to them, have quite a negative relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I mean, it's been said, you know, before you, before you can go beyond the self, you need to have a positive sense of self to, to step, step out of yeah. or step beyond. So uh, for a lot of people, that's th- this stage of the game for us is kind of coming into ourselves before mm-hmm. we 
do more stepping beyond. Mm. Mm. Well, I think what Bante describes as the sort of happy, healthy human. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. that's certainly my understanding of mm. it. Mm. Um, yes, and I think from my own personal experience, I've had quite a, quite a few, a couple of, the last couple of years have been quite intense for me in terms of my own gender, is that, yes, I feel like, in a sense, no stone's been left unturned. Mm. You know, it's been mm. a time of deep mm. introspection, mm. deep questioning. And just experiencing that sort of insubstantiality of mm. self. Mm. That actually, in a sense, it's been a bit of a gift for me. Mm. You know, mm. to have that really challenged and questioned and thrown out and open into mm. the air. And it's been quite scary. Mm. But I take that to be a positive experience mm. for my spiritual mm. practice. Mm. Because yeah. it's shaken up mm. your sense yeah. of self in all ways. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I have a slightly parallel experience going back mm. 30 years or so. Uh, well, actually, or maybe 40 or more of <laughs> 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 kind of coming out as a gay woman, coming out mm. as a lesbian, yeah. and um, mm. and sometimes people saying to me, "Why do gay people always have to assert their identity all the time?" Mm. And so, well, it's like I remember being in a group actually where we were kind of chatting, and not a tree rat in a group or even a Buddhist group. It was a psychotherapy context, and people saying, "Well, I'm so and so, and I live with my husband, and I've got three children." And I'm somebody else, and you know my wife does this and that, and then I said, you know, pardon me, and I'm a, I must have been ordained, and I'm a lesbian, and black. and this woman said, why do gay people always have to tell you about their sexuality? <laughs> and I was like, uh, what's the difference between that and you telling me about your husband, your wife, etc., etc.? Mm. It's quite different. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. So in a way, I think there probably is a little bit of a yeah. parallel. Mm. I yeah. think people just yeah. don't see the extent to which they are yeah. who they are yeah. just because it's yeah. very very normal yeah. within society yeah. 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 and they're mirrored back a lot of the time in yeah. so many ways yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yes I think most <laughs> in my experience the people who tend to ask that question yeah. about sexuality or about gender are unaware that they have a sexuality or a gender you know, a lot of, yeah. everyone's yeah. got quite a strong gender identity yeah. it's just that if, if yeah. it's the norm then they're yeah. not even seeing yeah. it yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I because it's not challenged. Yeah, it's transparent in a way. Mm. Mm. Um, so you've mentioned sexuality and you've mentioned gender. We've all mentioned sexuality and gender. So are they the same thing? Are they different? What's the relationship between them? No. Nope. <laughs> 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 They're different, but like everything, everything is sort of connected up. <laughs> so that, that, you know... It, you know, our gender is our, just our sense of, yeah, of, of, of what we are, whether it's something that's kind of a masculine or a feminine, male, female, man, woman, agender, genderqueer, um, any of the non-binary genders. And that's more to do with how we feel in ourselves and then how we present that. Mm. So our, and our presentation of that can be quite different. Mm. You could have like a room full of people who all say they're non-binary mm. and they'll all look very different, yeah. with mm. very different ideas of how that is. And our sexuality literally is who we're attracted to, yeah. Yeah. you know? Good. <laughs> Again, it's one of the questions that sometimes yeah, asked, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, sure. And, okay, I'm going to ask you another question that I'm sometimes asked. So, I will ask you two, because you, you're quite, uh, in, well, very involved in the creation of a tree rat and a gender diverse, uh, the Facebook page, this retreat, I guess a, a, a safe space for people to explore their questions of gender. Are you trying to dismantle tree ratna's 
single sex activities? No. <laughs> Could you just say that again in case they didn't know? No. <laughs> no dismantling. No. I mean, I, 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 I trained in the women's ordination process. Yeah. I got a lot from it. I can see a lot of people get an awful lot mm. from it. Mm. And there is no sense in dismantling something that is supportive mm. for so many people. Mm. But it's not supportive for as many people as it could be. Mm. So I think for me, my personal vision, my personal request for all of us, mm. you know, is can we just broaden things out mm. a bit, mm. you know, mm. so that we can include and help as many people practice the Dharma, deepen their practice as possible. Mm. Yeah. I, I think you probably both know that I did talk about this at the late, the last meeting of the College of Public Preceptors. So the public preceptors are the people who are involved in creating training situations for people mm. who went to enter into the order. They're not the only people involved in that, but they've got a very particular place in that. And uh, I just wanted it, you know, to be clear to people that this is a growing, um, there's a growing number of people who might well feel uncomfortable in trying to train for ordination in either the women's wing or the men's mm. wing. And actually there was an openness to that, there was mm. quite a sort of strong sense of receptivity. And I believe you've talked to Bhante Sangharakshita about that, haven't you? Yeah, I have, and, and someone else since then. Yeah. And, and he's... When I and Bhante talked about... He, when he, this is last this time last year, yeah. when yeah. he heard that we were planning to do this retreat, mm. and I had to be meeting up with him, and mm. he was very interested to mm. find out more mm. about gender diversity and non-binariness and... Mm. kind of how that does or doesn't relate to sexuality and asexuality yeah. and all that stuff um, and he he very quickly honed in on the, the fact that he said, he said oh you know well it's a very logical progression that if we if we want to make the dharma accessible mm. to people who don't identify or feel comfortable with women as, as women or men and women's or men's processes that we will need an ungendered ordination process for mm. people it, it, he just sort of went straight to mm. that Mm. And has definitely been talking about it with you and other people yeah. since then. Yeah. And yeah. it's very much in the air that that it will be a valuable addition to mm. what's already going on. Mm. Yeah. And I think it means, you know, well, I've seen it mean an awful lot to our gender diverse Sangha. Mm. To have that information shared mm. has been so mm. validating and affirming. Mm. I think, you know, if you're feeling maybe a little bit marginalised or people mm. don't get you, mm. but then you hear that the founder mm. of your, your Buddhist movement said something like that, it's been just lovely to hear because we have, you know, there have been people who've been wondering whether yeah. they can mm. continue to practice here. Yeah. Tree Ratner's got so much to offer, yeah. you know, yeah. and I and I know that we can we can mm. do this. Mm. Yeah. We've got this, mm. you know. It'll take time, mm. and that's another yeah. thing Bounty said. Yeah. yeah, is he said it's going to take patience and communication, yeah. and that's you know we it's not it's not gonna you, mm. you don't get change like that, and certainly not in Tree Ratner because mm. of the way we work, yeah. you know. That we we take care and make yeah. sure that we move, move move forward together. Yeah, we bring yeah. people yeah. with us rather than yeah. yes. no forging point. ahead and finding there's a big gap. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, when I spoke to Bhante to Sangharach to myself about it, I mentioned that some people in the Facebook group mm. at one particular point had been saying, "Oh, I don't know that Tree Ratna would work for me," because mm. of the very strong emphasis on, particularly in terms of training for ordination, mm. the very strong emphasis in doing that with women were women and men were men. So I said that to Banty and he sort of shook his head and said, well, that would be very, very sad if people felt that they couldn't find a home mm. 
my thumbs. Mm-hmm. It was quite strong, you know, yeah. he said it very strongly. Mm-hmm. And then he did say the same thing, of course it will take patience. Mm-hmm. And it will take personal communication, and that was something that he emphasised to me quite a lot. So that if somebody was coming along and felt they wanted to be ordained, and they didn't feel comfortable immediately to know where they would like to do their training, or perhaps feel they needed something a bit different, it would need a lot of getting to know that person, mm. that person getting to know the members who could help them to find the proper kind of path forward for them. Mm. So I think you're right, I think it, it will take patience, and I really hope people, um, you know, don't feel, oh, well, it's not for me, and that I've got mm. to go somewhere else for that. Mm. And to be honest, I'm not quite sure... Well, you know, I think other yes, I think we're Buddhist probably the best option right now. Yeah, well, yeah. I think other Buddhist traditions maybe don't have such a strong single sex sort of no. um, yeah. emphasis. So it might mm. be that mm. on the surface of it, it would be an easier mm. kind mm. of place to to go for refuge mm. and to deepen one's practice. But certainly, some of the people I know who are on that group have not had very good experiences in some yeah. of the other Buddhist traditions. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot yeah. will depend from, who you bump into. Yeah, and from what we've been hearing, that the, there aren't really many or any other mm. Buddhist groups mm-hmm. that are engaging with gender diversity in the non-binary mm. sense mm. at mm. all. So mm. we're, we're kind of on, on the cutting edge of trying, you know, being a group mm. that's trying to support and address that as a, as a community. Mm. Last... June, I was in the USA for a teachers' meeting, Buddhist teachers' meeting. It was mainly North American teachers, but there were some European, including quite a few from Sri Ratna. And I was chatting to quite a few people about diversity, which was one of the themes. And it'd been mainly focusing on racial diversity, mm-hmm. of which, you know, in a way, we don't yeah. have a great record in terms of numbers. We don't have a great number of uh, mm. people of colour mm. in the order. Uh, I think that is changing a bit, but it's a slow process. And some other groups have made a lot of effort to kind of work with that issue. But I think when I said we had a gender-diverse Facebook group, and uh, it must have been just after you'd seen Bounty, so I was saying about the retreat happening, and people were really quite amazed, mm-hmm. so very impressed. So mm-hmm. that's good. So here we are, coming. You're, you're what, about halfway through the retreat? Mm-hmm. Yep, Saturday How's afternoon. It? How's yeah. it going? I think it's just going swimmingly. Yeah. Um, people seem to be making all sorts of connections. Yeah. I can see people having long, deep, meaningful conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're blessed with beautiful weather as well. Yeah. A lot of connections are being made. And, um, and, and, and it's just lovely to see, to, for people to be able to really have a chance to really go into something and really talk about things they care about. And we had these amazing talks this morning, mm. which will be being broadcast as well oh, at some okay. point. Yeah. Nyana Mitra. Mm. Um, and Sal both gave very powerful talks, oh, very yeah. moving, and that provoked a lot of discussion afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But is it all a bit heavy and intense? No, no, no. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mixture. You know, it's just a delightful mixture of, you know, real life, of things that are difficult, things that are beautiful. Um, and I think really what I love is, you know, you just see the Dharma weaving through that. Mm. You see... You, you, you see how how one's their pra- everybody's practices are really supporting mm. them, mm. and that's what I'm really passionate about. Mm. That's our that's our USP. Mm. You know, <laughs> I know we're not marketing, but you know that's our that's that's what we've really got here. That's so beautiful. This isn't just a support group. Yeah, it's not. This is about dharma. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a, a a context for people to explore the dharma, 
mm-hmm. and explore issues that yeah. might be causing them. Yeah. And just to yeah. be well, with, yeah. just to be in sangha yeah. with, not to be the odd one out. You know? yeah. Yeah. I've, been, I've been having conversations with and overhearing conversations that people are having and uh, people are just incredibly happy to be <laughs> here <laughs> yeah. with yeah. each other. Yeah. It's, for yeah. many of them it's a real first yeah. to yes. feel like yeah. they can be in a sangha context where they can f- kind of fully be themselves out mm. loud yeah. and where yes. they know yeah. that it's, it's a given that people know yeah. and accept and acknowledge mm. and listen mm. and yeah. uh, you know it's a, it's a really big deal for people yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that we've yeah. done this yeah. Yeah. and that they get the opportunity mm. to make mm. yeah make new friends and, mm. and, and talk about dharma and talk about their relationship mm. throughout their lives. Mm. well I've heard a lot of laughter Mm. Oh, yes. Emily, I was sitting outside <laughs> this morning and I don't know whether it was while the talks were happening or if it was group discussion or what, but oh, the gales of laughter yes. yeah. kind of coming through, which sounded really good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I was kind of joking about the intensity, but I think, again, it's, some of the, it's a question that maybe gets mm. asked. Mm. You know, are you going to just be talking about that? Is that what mm. it's all about? Mm. Kind of thing? Mm. And, um, you know, sounds like actually it's a very diverse retreat. There's lots Incredibly, of Incredibly, yeah. Which is great. I'm very pleased that Adjustana could host this mm. and so that, uh, yeah. you know, it's a good place to be doing it. And I think that's another thing, you know, a, a, everybody here knows how significant that is mm. to be right in the heart, you know, mm. where Bante lives, where all the big meetings go on, you yeah. know, where you guys yeah. live. That That's very significant. Mm. You know, mm. and it, and I think it feels very integrating, mm. um, and incredibly positive, and so I think that's quite affirming as mm. well. Great. It's lovely. I'm Great. very glad we can be here. Great. Yeah. And we felt very welcomed. Oh, yes. good. For which we're we very have, grateful. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So we probably kind of draw that's half an hour, which mm. is quite a while for a short interview. Yeah. <laughs> if you're still watching, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Still, yeah hello. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you're still listening, because yes. this is going to be a podcast as well. Yeah, sure. But uh, just before we go, any last little messages that you'd like to give, both to anybody who's watching or listening who does identify themselves as mm. gender diverse, non-binary, but also any messages to people who don't identify mm. in that way and are maybe wondering what the yeah. fuss is about. <laughs> like, um, well, to, to people who do identify as gender diverse... I'd, I'd like to say, come find us. Yeah. <laughs> We're lovely. <laughs> How would they do that? If somebody's watching this and they're thinking, or listening to this and they're thinking, I'd really like to contact, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Padma View, Cameron, and I'd like to contact this group. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Um, that's a good point, because I don't... Oh, yeah, no, well, we have a Facebook the group, Facebook which you group. can search for on Facebook, and it's Tree Ratna Gender Diverse Buddhists. Tree Ratna Gender, gender diverse, diverse Buddhists. Yeah. So if somebody finds that, can they send a request? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. And we also have a presence, a growing, a small but growing presence on the BuddhistCenter.com, um, which is uh, going to be sort of paralleled in with the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if that doesn't work, yeah. then then you know the order yeah. is still small enough for somebody yeah. be able to be able to, to find know. the emails yeah. for either myself, yeah. Cameron and Andy, yeah. and for Padma Vyuha. Yeah. Yeah. Just also to say about the the Facebook group, um, the the main Facebook group is open to gender diverse mm. people and our allies, yeah. which we very much welcome people who, you know, who run centres and retreat centres and study and whatever who want to know more so mm. that they can support people mm. better. Mm. But we also have a more private. Facebook group that's just for gender diverse people. If people have concerns about confidentiality mm. or being seen on Facebook, if you're in that group, nobody outside it will know you're in it. Yeah. Mm. So you, oh, you can yeah. 
yeah. that's good to, yeah. to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And any message for anybody who's watching, listening, who doesn't identify themselves, who identifies themselves as cisgendered, and uh, you know is just kind of curious about what we're doing in the retreat, what's happening. Hmm. Let me think. Now. So we've already said we're not yeah. dismantling. No, we ran in any way whatsoever. Anything yeah. else? Well, something I've, I've uh, done a lot of talking to people about what it's like to come out to other people ah, as yeah. whatever, whether yeah. it's sexuality or gender issues yeah. or something. And the the biggest message that I'd like to give to people who are not, who find someone telling them that they are. Mm. is the the best gift you can give to someone is the benefit of the doubt. Mm. In the first instance, if someone tells you about their experience mm. as being gender diverse, if you can just acknowledge that their experience is real, mm. Uh, mm. that makes a huge difference because mm. for a lot of people, they get can get the opposite mm. of that mm. and it, it makes life very hard. They get met with disbelief or something. Yeah, disbelief mm. or it's just a phase or you, it's just something you need to work with or whatever. Mm. And uh, if if someone comes to you and tells you something very personal like this about you, themselves, you can mm. bet they've done a lot of thinking about it yeah. to prepare themselves to do yeah. that. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not just a whim. Mm. Mm. I know we have a couple of people in the order and uh, in their community who have children mm. who have transitioned or who mm. are, uh, identify more openly as kind of gender diverse. Which, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've found, you know, I'm very active with Buddhafield Village Retreat, mm. which is a very family-friendly, inclusive retreat, and, you know, we that's that's very much our experience there, that we have children and teens and adults who mm. are all experiencing themselves to be gender diverse in different mm. ways, as well as a lot of, you know, very cis-normative people mm. as well. Mm. And I think that is a particularly supportive space, a very mm. inclusive and integrating mm. space yeah. as well. Mm. You know, and I think part of what we're doing is, is yeah, partly sort of normalising it. And I think, you know, um, the other thing I'm, I'm sort of noticing is, well, the other thing I think I'll say, actually, is if you want to support us, and a lot of people say they want to, mm, mm. and they come on the page, and they want to learn more, is, you know, if you join the Facebook group, you, we'd really welcome any questions people have, not mm. to feel embarrassed or self-conscious, mm. saying, I don't understand this, or what does that word mean? Mm. But I think in our centres, you know, we it's actually, we make a lot of assumptions. I've realised this about myself, that you know, w- within a minute of seeing somebody, we've already made an assumption about who we think they are. Mm. The thing with gender diverse people is, you're probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so just know that you're doing that, mm. you know, and, and it's okay to ask. Mm. It's okay to say, um, what are your pronouns, actually? Because right. yeah. somebody hearing yeah. me talk might just yeah. automatically think, that's a woman. Yeah. I, that's not how I identify. Yeah. I'm transmasculine and my pronouns are he and they. Mm. So, but you wouldn't know that unless mm. you asked me. So, in a way, what you're saying is just be open and ask. Mm. And even if you yeah. think it's a bit embarrassing to ask mm. a question, it's better to get it out in the yeah. open mm. to, yeah. to be clear with each other. Yeah. I absolutely love being asked my pronouns because it means somebody's noticed that I might mm. not use the mm. one that they thought mm. I was going to mm. use. And I really appreciate that. Mm. I really do. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. And uh, I imagine certainly the podcast will be on the Buddhist Centre online. And uh, I'm sure it will find its way on various Facebook pages. Yes. And likewise for the video. Yes, that's right. Great. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Chandra Dasa, for having the Buddhist Centre online that we can use for this thing. Thanks Mm -hmm. very much.